You're listening to a sermon from Metro North Church in Goose Creek, South Carolina. If you'd like to connect with us, visit us online at metronorthchurch.com. Now, some of you are sad because I guess mom or dad didn't even give you one. I'm sorry, okay? Why, does, why, why do mothers and fathers and grandparents give us these stuffed animals? Well, a stuffed animal often fills the emptiness a child feels, especially when mom or dad leave them at night. But why would my mom give me a bear? Why did your mom or dad or grandma or grandpa get you that unique animal? Mom, why a bear? Our mothers know that in every human heart there's an inner tug It's a tug of war, and it's between wanting things that are strange, like a bear, but at the same time, wanting things that are secure. I mean, you can snuggle with this bear. We love exploration, our mothers know, where things are new and even wild, but we also enjoy staying home where we know exactly what is going to happen next. We long for home where we can put down our burdens and be recognized as someone with worth, someone known by name, someone loved. Our mothers know that a child longs for surprise and security. We want risk. It's a stuffed bear. But we also want regularity, a stuffed bear comforting us every night in our own bed. And as I scan this crowd tonight, Many of you who I know and uh, many of you I don't, I I still think that you are all both thrill-seekers and homebodies. Ask the person next to you one more time the name of the most famous talking teddy bear. Ask the person next to you who they think the most famous talking teddy bear was. How many of you said this bear right here? Raise your hand if you got it right. Way to go. If you got it wrong, we will not shame you tonight. Winnie the Pooh, did you know this, first appeared by name on Christmas Eve. It was 1925. It was in a Christmas story commissioned and published by the London newspaper, The Evening News. Author and father A.A. Milne only had one child, a son. We all know his name, Christopher Robin. He wrote the story for his son about Winnie the Pooh. And here's a picture of Christopher Robin with his little teddy bear. Remember back to that stuffed animal that all of us had as a child. Christopher Robin was given his stuffed bear who he later would name Winnie when he was only one year old. Why did Christopher Robin name his bear Winnie? Because he saw this bear at the zoo. Here's the real Winnie, who, I hate to break it to you, was not a boy bear. The original Winnie was a girl bear. But he went back home and told mom and dad, my bear's name is Winnie. Let's get back to telling you the first story ever written by A.A. Milne, Winnie the Pooh, 93 years ago, in the newspaper that the families would have read to their children. It was called Winnie 
and the honey tree. Once upon a time on the edge of a town, on the edge of the enchanted hundred acres woods, there lived a gentle, simple, whimsical bear named Winnie the Pooh. And every day, Pooh and his pals, remember them, the energetic Tigger? Little piglet, small in size, but such a steady friend, and the gloomy Eeyore. Filled his days with fun, but nothing seemed to fill that bear's empty tummy. Every day, Pooh's empty, pudgy belly would ache for honey. Until one day, he looked up in a tall tree and saw a beehive full of honey. A bee buzzed by, tempting his tummy. His heart hungered for honey, so he decided to climb that tree. Here we have Winnie the Pooh up in that honey tree. He climbed and he climbed, but his heavy weight broke a branch, and he fell to the ground at the tree. He landed safely in a thorn bush. Ouch! Because of that, he decided to get help from his friend, a human little boy named Christopher Robin. Here's Pooh going to Christopher Robin and asking for a blue balloon. He asked Christopher for a big blue balloon. He then rolled around in the mud. Christopher Robin was surprised and said, Winnie, why did you roll around in the mud and why do you want this big blue balloon? Pooh answered, the blue balloon looks just like the big blue sky. And I covered myself with mud so that the bees think I'm a black storm cloud floating under the blue sky. Here we have Pooh with a blue balloon. Pooh floated up higher and higher next to the tree with this trick, but the bees were not tricked by his disguise. They began to sting him on his hands and head and he cried out in pain. The sting of each bee felt like a thorn jabbing into his paws and head. Pooh became scared and wanted to be rescued from these bad, buzzing bees. Christopher Robin, his loyal friend, had been there watching him the whole time. He already had a plan to deliver Pooh from his painful predicament. Christopher Robin pulled out his pop gun and began to shoot at the blue balloon to pop it. He accidentally hit Pooh in his pudgy bottom. Ouch, Pooh yelped. Christopher kept shooting at the balloon until finally, we can see in this picture here, you'll be happy to know, Pooh safely landed on the ground. And since that day, Pooh and Christopher Robin became the best of friends. Winnie thought in his heart, having Christopher as my friend is even better than a tummy full of honey. That's the first story ever told about Winnie the Pooh about the honey tree. Tonight, you've all been telling the story of Christ. We've had readers. We've, we've sung the story together. The first story about Jesus Christ ever told goes way back to the book of Genesis. It's the beginning of the book of beginnings, and here's what it reads. Once upon a time, a good God filled the emptiness. He simply spoke, and whatever he said happened. He created bears and tigers and donkeys 
and pigs and humans and honey and trees. But God said, you are so free to eat from every tree, but don't climb and clutch the sweet fruit from this one tree. If you eat the sweet fruit, you'll think you know everything, and you'll stop trusting me. You'll try to make yourselves happy without me. God said, by refraining from grabbing, you will prove you trust that all from me is gift. I don't want our relationship to be based on your actions, but on simply trusting my gracious words. Being needy is the secret to trust and true love. But then an angel spoke to a childless woman words about God. An angel spoke to a childless woman words about God. An angel spoke to a childless woman words about how to climb a tree by self-effort to eat forbidden sweet fruit. The fallen angel, we know his name as Satan, disguised as a snake, slithered silently to the childless woman and said, poor you. Perhaps God forbids you to get your satisfaction because he doesn't want you happy. Go ahead, one small taste. It won't hurt, trust me. Grab the gift in the tree. You'll fill your empty heart. You can set yourself free. The childless woman believed the angel's lie, that self-secured pleasure is the measure of truth. Eve, the childless woman, grabbed the sweet fruit from the tree. She gave some to her husband. They both distrusted their great creator, and this sinful distrust brought death, disconnection, and darkness to everyone. They both fell at that tree, and the fall was so great, it broke every human that would ever be born in the human family tree. While they were hiding in shame and fear, God, Emmanuel, came near. They did not just break his rule that day, they broke his heart. But the first words God said to our fallen parents were not, you are condemned. The first words from God to our fallen parents were not, you're penalized, you're punished, look it up and read it. The first words God pronounced to our parents were a promise, I will send a son born of a childless woman. He'll save you from your sin, but he'll suffer the sting of punishment for your sin. And once upon a time, 2,000 years ago, an angel came to a childless woman named Mary. An angel came to a childless woman with words, words about God. A good angel came to a childless woman with words about God, and the angel Gabriel did not suggest evil, but instead said, a son will be born. A son will fill your empty tummy, Mary. His name must be God delivers. The childless woman said, whatever God says this time, 
this I will do. I need God. I trust God. He's the only way the empty can become full. Nine months later, her tummy was full, very, very full. And on the edge of the town of Bethlehem, on the edge of an inn, on the edge of a barn, the woman delivered a baby son and named him God Delivers. She wrapped the blood-stained, wriggling baby and laid him on a wooden manger. He would grow up and feel the pain of punishment. Jesus the King would get the worst marks of the fall, thorns jammed upon his head. He felt the sting of the crown of thorns and blood-stained. He was laid on a wooden cross. I appreciate the words of Tom Holland, the Cambridge historian, not a Christian, but he recently said this, the cross is the most astonishing symbol that humanity has ever had. Why, he was asked. You're not even a Christian. He said, because it was the symbol of Rome's strength to impose death. With Christ on the cross, weakness became a source of strength. Hebrews 2.9, one of the early writings about Christianity, says this, But we see Him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, He might taste death for everyone. So I scan the crowd right now. I can sense that each of you have been feeling a tugging of the heart. Many of you feel this tug all the time. It's like you're holding a fishing pole, and the bobber is on the surface of the water of your life. The bobber goes under, and you feel the tug, don't you, of power, pleasure, possessions, purpose, wanting peace, but you never seem to reel in that fish. What if the tug was God? And he actually broke the surface of your lives as a baby. He grew. He climbed a tree to die to cleanse you from your muddy sin. And he now rules from the blue heavens. And promised that anyone who trusts him will have eternal life. Would you enjoy a relationship with this kind of God? He is so sweet. He has life for us that's actually sweeter than honey. What if you could leave here tonight and actually admit, I can't deliver myself, but He can. I don't have what it takes. I'm empty, but He does. He's full. He's as full as a fountain, and He overflows. Jesus came to offer you comfort and joy. And if you taste him, he will satisfy you more than a pot of honey. I'm going to pray as our worship team comes back up. Let's pray. Father, we love gathering Christmas Eve. We tell stories. We sing songs. And Father, many of us remember our parents giving us these animals to comfort us. Lord, we all want wonder. We, we seek for it every Christmas. We want to experience that tingle, that feeling. Lord, more than that experience that kind of comes and goes, 
Our hearts are hungry for a true story. Our hearts are hungry for deliverance. Father, I ask that if there's someone here tonight that's never really believed this story, it's just too impossible. To them, it's as silly as Winnie the Pooh. It never happened. Father, would you show them through your spirit that this actually happened in history? That an angel, a good angel, came and spoke to a childless woman and she actually believed the word of God and delivered your only son, our only savior. We thank you for Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.